Welcome to Leesburg Daily, a Monday through Friday podcast where we dive into a section of scripture, study it together, and apply it to our lives. Today we continue in John chapter 5, and we'll start today in verse 19. And what we see today is is really Jesus' first uh, public teaching in John's gospel. Um, This is his first major public teaching where he has a, a, a... large monologue that John puts here. And it's important again to remember uh, why John's doing this. John's writing this so that we can have a, a belief that is that is as sure as gravity itself. We also need to remember now that as we saw yesterday, the conflict has been rising, which will continue to rise between Jesus and the Jewish leaders because Jesus appears not only to break Sabbath and thus break the, the Jewish law, but also to equate himself uh, with God by claiming to be the Son of God. He elevates himself to a, uh, a status that uh, would make him of divine origin. Well, let's look at verse 19 uh, through 24 today, and, and we'll see this first chunk of teaching that Jesus gives verse 19 uh, or verse 18 it said that the Jews were persecuting him and while we don't really have a, 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 a clarity on what they were how they were persecuting him whether they were hurling insults or accusations uh, verse 19 says that Jesus answered and was saying to them truly truly I say to you the son the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing For whatever the Father does, these things the Son does in like manner. Now, this is a pretty impressive statement uh, coming on the heels of a a healing, the heels of a healing, that might be a pun, and not planned, forgive me for that. Um, Right after a healing, Jesus says, the the Son only does what he sees the Father uh, doing. He can do nothing of of his own. Now, this is a pretty big statement. On a couple different levels, we can dissect this. Uh, First of all, it's important to point out, Jesus says, look, guys, I do nothing of myself, only what I see from the Father, which implies, uh, first of all, Jesus' ultimate dependence upon the Father. Often in, in classes that I teach here at Leesburg, and you'll hear me talk about this, from time to time, um, an acronym that I often use to, to consider Jesus' uh, ministry on earth, uh, and I, it's uh, Holy Spirit Power, or uh, HS Power, and it's an acronym to represent the things that were uh, important for Jesus and thereby important for us, and uh, uh, it, it starts off with uh, a dependence on the Holy Spirit. We see Jesus was often, uh, as part of his uh, normal uh, uh, life and living, uh, dependent upon the Holy Spirit to lead him. Um, we, we've already seen in, in John <clears throat> chapter, uh, chapter 2, uh, Jesus being led by the Spirit. And we see that when we look at the Gospels uh, in line uh, uh, altogether, we see Jesus is often urged and carried by the Spirit. Uh, Jesus dependent upon the Spirit for his next 
movements. And before every uh, major decision that Jesus uh, makes, we see that he has extended time uh, alone with the Father. And so Jesus was very uh, dependent on the Holy Spirit. And we also see that he was uh, dependent on the Father and, and obedient. Uh, he lived with obedience to the Father. Really what Jesus is describing here is the, the perfect picture of the ideal son uh, in, in the Jewish mind. The, the, the Jewish son uh, is to reproduce his father's thoughts and actions. And, and that's what Jesus is doing, saying here. He says, look, I'm, I'm the perfect son. I do nothing of my own, only from the father. You know, uh, there is a large debate, and not to be sidetracked here, but there's a large debate about the divinity and humanity of Jesus and how much of Jesus' divinity. I mean, we know he's fully divine and yet fully human. And there's some debate as to how those things happen, those two natures uh, uh, happen at the same time. Um, but, uh, but, but it is important to note here that Jesus says, look, I, I do nothing of my own, but only from the Father. Uh, there's a dependence upon the Father. So we talked about the dependence on the Holy Spirit. We talked about obedience to the Father. Um, we, we, you know, Holy Spirit power. Holy Spirit, prayer. We see prayer is a huge uh, driver for Jesus' ministry, a part of his routine, his normal, his everyday. Uh, P, that's prayer. O, it's obedience to the Father. Uh, w, it stands for the Word. We see Jesus is well-versed in the Jewish Bible, the Old Testament, as we know it today. Uh, Jesus is dependent upon that. He knows it. He has studied it. Um, and, and in the same way, we should know our Bible. So it's uh, HS, Holy Spirit, prayer, obedience to the will of the Father. That's O. W is is uh, uh, the Word of God. E, we see... Uh, we say uh, exalting the Father. Jesus often lifted up the Father, um, uh, elevated Jesus, uh, elevated God the Father, and so we see that in Jesus' life, He exalted the Father. And then R is relationships, um, uh, gospel-centered, Christ-centered relationships with His disciples. That Holy Spirit power that led Jesus in His ministry is the same power that should lead us. Anyway, Jesus says, look, I, I don't do anything of my own, uh, but only what I see from the Father himself. Um, uh, in other words, uh, Jesus is not autonomous. Uh, Jesus is dependent upon the Father. Uh, we'll see later on in chapter 8, the only one who is autonomous is the devil. So the Son is distinct from the Father, uh, but he is not autonomous from the Father. But more is involved. He's not only the ideal son, but he's also the unique son. Um, uh, look back to what John's already described Jesus as, as the one and only son of the Father. Um, so when Jesus says he sees what the Father is doing, he's not saying that he's making these these deductions regarding God from from what he sees around him. And yet, we're, we're, instead, we're seeing... Uh, Jesus' deep dependence relationship with the Father, now, where he is in step with the Father. What he's saying is his whole life, Jesus' whole life, everything he does is reflective of what he sees the Father doing. Uh, according to this verse, uh, all that Jesus can do 
is through what the Father does. That's the level of dependence that Jesus has on God. And so we see that Jesus himself is the unique son who alone has seen God and is a model for true humanity. Um, He's uh, open to God. He's humble, doing nothing of his own. And for us, then, the birth from above makes us children of God. So we can live in this same way. We share in something of the same sort of relationship with God through the Spirit uh, as we see in Jesus. And so and so this is the life that John is inviting his readers to, to, to join into. Let's keep going in verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him even greater works than these so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he wishes. Now this is a fantastic phrase here, a statement here, and it's it's really a, going to be a, cause a cry for blasphemy, um, because Jesus says the Father raises the dead and gives life. Only God, in the semantic view, only God, and rightfully so, only God can give life. But Jesus says. So the Son also gives life to whoever he wishes. Now what is this life? As Jesus talked about with the woman at the well, and as we'll see, as we saw with the man who was healed, the life that Jesus is talking about is a is an eternal life, a, a, a spring of living water, a, a new way of life. As John refers to it in chapter 1, uh, life uh, as children who are born from above. Jesus offers a new way of living. And Paul will later develop throughout the New Testament writings that this new type of life frees us from the dominion of sin and, and, and welcomes us into a new way of living so that we're not controlled by sin anymore. Look at verse 22. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son, so that all will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. You know, this, this, uh, this section uh, pushes the reader and us today uh, into making some conclusions, some hard, fast conclusions about Jesus. I think it's C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity. Um, if you've read that book, he talks about uh, the logical uh, reasoning of Christ or uh, for a believer to believe in Christ. And, and he kind of talks about this idea that many people say, well, Jesus was a good moral teacher. Uh, he, he, he taught good ethics and good morality, uh, but I, I don't accept him as God. And C.S. Lewis rightly points out, uh, he can't be that. Either he is exactly who he says he is, which is the Son of God, who has the authority of the Father, who has the authority to give life to whom he wishes, and, and who holds all judgment. Either he is exactly that, or he's delusional, and he is a liar, and he is uh, absolutely, totally false. See, here's the conclusion that one must 
uh, draw on this passage. You can't say he was a good moral teacher um, and not uh, accept him as the son of God with the authority of life and judgment. It just doesn't work that way. Either he is who he says he is or he is a madman, a lunatic. Truly, truly, he, he says, uh, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment. Well, where does that judgment come from? It's going to be coming from Jesus, he says. He's passed out of death into life. What a challenging uh, passage today. And, of course, we can see how this keynote section here is going to push the, the, the uh, uh, anger of the Jews because Jesus unless Jesus is holy and completely God, these verses promote blasphemy. And indeed, the last part of the verse makes the point even more strongly. Failure to honor the Son is failure to honor the Father. And honoring God, which is the heart of the Jewish religion, is said to be dependent upon honoring Jesus as the Son. So certainly this was going to be a point of division for many of the Jews, and really for many of us today. The question I think we should walk away with today as we conclude today's devotional reading is do we honor the Son? In honoring the Son, do we conform to His prescribed way of living? Do we Have we passed from death to life? That's the question for us today. Another way to ask that, do we believe in in Jesus to the point that it impacts our daily living? Or is our belief in Jesus simply a mental affirmation with no tangible application on a day-to-day basis? He who believes in me and hears my word has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Thanks for tuning in today. I can join in tomorrow as we continue our study in John chapter 5, and we'll start tomorrow in verse 25. God bless. Take care. See you tomorrow.